You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. I am alive and well, but, um, you know, when I say good, uh, there's some, some really important things that we need, we need, to, we need to chat about. Because uh, although I am doing good, doing well, um, I know there's a lot of people in this world, in this country today, that is not. Uh, I mean, we're going to get into that, but uh, how are you doing, man? Uh... You know, I talked about this a little bit on Thursday, uh, which is our sports show, that I had a little bit of a rough week. It was stressful um, with uh, the events that are going on in the world, uh, some the way people are still acting, uh, tripling down on uh, their reality being the truth and not actually what reality is being the truth. Uh, it could get very stressful uh especially when you try to explain your position and they just double down and basically say that you're wrong uh you know it stinks it but i've it's uh not something that i'm gonna shy away from or it's not gonna deter me so but but this week has also been a lot of fun and a lot of stress uh for a different reason uh, more like fun stress, more like kind of trying to learn stress. Um, so we could get into why mine was bad stress in a little bit, but let's get into the fun stuff. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a very exciting announcement that happened on Thursday. Um, happened when I was talking to my partner about, uh, the vacation we were going on and like my eyes got wide and she's like, Oh, what happened? Did, you know, somebody get hurt or, you know what's going on and i'm like no so that uh group that we applied to the radically kind gamers um we got accepted to and she was like okay what does that mean <laughs> i'm all excited just like jumping up and down like in disbelief and she's like okay and now what and i'm <laughs> like oh thank you i appreciate the cold water but yeah, so this is really exciting. We're both really excited. Why don't you explain a little bit, uh, months and yeah, your Arcade. feelings? No, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yes, we got accepted to RKG, you guys, and uh, Radically Kind Gamers. And again, for those who may not know, um, pretty much a platform, an all-inclusive platform or community, I should say, uh, of people who all stream all are into video games all are into podcasts all are who are into positivity and growth and helping other streamers other podcasters what have you grow their network and so i mean we're talking about a person who has a really good following she's zombie kills is her name she's pretty much the um you know the the, the she started the team she this is yeah. her brainchild yep and uh they picked us. They picked us out of, um, what, 100-and-something applicants, and uh, they only picked around 20 people, and uh, we were chosen. So we're excited about that because uh, for many reasons. For one, um, we always talk about we're amateurs here, <laughs> uh, 
and just love to just chat. And, <laughs> and it know. has never been more apparent than this week. Let me tell you, I've been jumping in on people's streams and I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh my goodness! What, yeah, we still what are we gonna lot, do? <laughs> right, we still got a lot of work to do. But um, but it was just exciting to be accepted into a group because um, you know it's like that validation that we always talk about. Um, that validation and, and and getting on the recovery journey. We always we always talk about focusing on your support system, focusing on who are you going to surround yourself around, who's going to uplift you, who is going to. Uh, focus on making sure that you are doing the right things, making you making sure they're doing the right things, all the above, just, just growing. And for us to be accepted into this community is a wonderful thing because again, the validation, we're excited. Uh, We're obviously chatting about the right stuff and um, it just really feels good. It really, really does. Um, And we want to kind of chat more about just becoming vulnerable and just allowing for our emotions to share our emotions here as men and be like, we're, we're very, very excited, emotional, um, and just happy and honored. And, and honored. some of the stress that we felt about building the uh, this, our podcast, our community, our you know, trying to get it become more of a platform. Um, hearing from the viewers, hearing from uh, our listeners, our community members, reaching out to us to um tell us their stories or ask for help or um just you know I've always I've talked about this on Twitter I've talked about it on the podcast but the wheel of inspiration it just keeps happening it just keeps going and going and going and everybody's story that they tell us inspires us to tell our stories more and tells us we can get vulnerable and it's starting to connect with people and make um make them feel better about themselves or uh, just feel like they're understood, right? So then we have that and we have more people starting to contact us and that's awesome. It's amazing. Like it's so much fun. And then to get accepted into RKG, it was just so much. It it was just another, we're on the, we're on the right track. We're, we're yeah. trying to do this, and now, now we got to step it up a little bit. Like, uh, we got to, we got to get this stream down. We probably need like a starting soon screen. We need to be a little bit more professional, and but also we both have full time jobs and kids <laughs> and <laughs> partners. So uh, it's been, you know, it, there's a little bit of stress on top of it, but at the same time, I can feel a little bit of energy coming to me too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very exciting. And then one more thing that um, RKG does is charity. Every month they have a different charity that they raise money for. And this month is um, Charity Water, which what Charity Water wants to do is get clean water to everybody on the planet, which is a goal I think we can all get behind. Um, It's like 730 million people don't have access to clean water, and Charity Water wants to change that. So for the month of April, which is uh, it's almost over already, we're almost through yeah. April. Are you kidding me? Um, April second. I know. <laughs> so uh, you know we're gonna help them raise some money for Charity Water. Uh, if you want to see it, it's exclamation point Charity, and there is a is a uh, link. I don't know how to set it up in the stream yet. I tried for like twenty minutes, and I'm like, all right. 
apparently I need to go to the University of Google here because it's going to take a little bit longer because it takes me <laughs> about twice as long as things should when it comes to technology. And uh, I felt a little bit old <laughs> this week, like up in the Discord and watching what people do and watching their streams. And I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you said, we're learning, growing, uh, trying to understand more. And when I when I say it's such an honor and it's so exciting to be accepted into this group, like I truly mean it. We mean it. Very, very uh, inclusive group. Um, people from all different kinds of walks of life coming together, sharing a common um, passion, common goal, uh, wanting to grow wanting to spread positivity, wanting to be accepting to, to whatever, whatever, all of the above. And it's just a, just a refreshing thing. That's just really what it is. It's refreshing and we're honored. And uh, again, this whole topic that we're talking about pretty much falls under what we talk about all the time here at Untapped Keg, hopping on your recovery journey. You have to make sure that your support system, um, you're building it, building the foundation, uh, putting people around you who's going to help you putting people around you who's going to be positive with your journey um, and just help you become a better person. And so that's what we're looking forward to. That's why we're so excited. And again, RKG, we're thankful. We're very, very thankful. Absolutely. So we have a lot of new followers, a lot of new listeners, uh, which we really appreciate. It's been a really, really awesome week. Um, so I think we'll start with some introductions, uh, to get people acquainted. If you want to episode 50, um, which was not too far ago, but if you go to either YouTube or our podcast services, episode 50 was a soft reboot where we talk about, it's basically our year, one year anniversary, talk about who we are, kind of like our journeys and get into stuff. But here's some very top level. My name is RJ Zimmerman. I'm an alcoholic. I have been sober for a little bit over seven years, and um, I am a line tech for a utility company, uh, so I work on high-voltage power lines. That is my job. Awesome. And everybody, my name is Monte Ball. I have been on my recovery journey since August 1st, 2016. Um, I love sharing that. Um, and I uh, would not be here today if it wasn't for RJ, RJ, brother-in-law. He has been with my sister in our lives for 12 years, so he's literally witnessed, uh, and I've witnessed him as well, uh, our ups, our many, many downs. And I am with an organization, Wisconsin Voices for Recovery, uh, where I help to uh, destigmatize um, substance use disorder um, help to li- uplift people, um, help to dump resources in certain communities um, regarding the opioid crisis, all of the above. Um, so we, we, are, we are doing a lot of work to help people. And uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, start this podcast to share our journey, mm-hmm. to share our falls, to share our, our ups, uh, and, and really just to encourage others to become vulnerable, encourage others to understand that the recovery journey is not a linear process. Uh, you know, I have people reaching out to me who, who actually have been literally last night asked me if I've ever relapsed. 
and I think I've never really touched on it. Um, and I and I really want to get into it. And uh, do you think I should, RJ? It's a good segue for me yeah. to just go ahead and get yep. to it. Let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've never really shared this part, but I state that my my sobriety date is August first. My recovery journey started, and I say recovery journey because I understand that it's going to be a journey. I am hoping and praying that I stay far, far away from alcohol. And I and I believe that I'm going to, but I always share that it's a recovery journey, just so people understand that it's a process that's not linear. Sometimes it's two steps forward, three steps back. But prior to August 1st, between February of 2016 and August 1st of 2016, again, in February of that year, I knew that I, I, I finally realized I had an have a problem, had a problem with alcohol. I failed probably about eight to nine times leading up to actually August 1 of 2016. Fell off many times. And I don't think I've ever shared that with people. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I am because it has not been up until August 1st. It was not an easy journey and it's still not an easy journey, but I have slipped and fall, fall, fell plenty of times. And I hope I just I just want to share that just so people can understand that if 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 we're capable, RJ, of getting to this place where we're at right now, then they are as well. You know, don't beat yourself up for falling. Don't beat yourself up for maybe taking the two steps forward, three steps back. Because what I always share with people is this. Even if you have had a relapse, it does not mean that the side of you that you're working on is stop just stops growing mm-hmm. and stops learning. Um you know, when you learn to ride a bike, it's not as if you just, you know, you're two or three years old. You just hop on the bike without any training rules and takes and take off. Obviously, there are some people that can do that. Obviously, there are some people who can hop on their sobriety journey and never look back once. Fall back. But most of, more than most times, you're going to need those training wheels. You're going to need that practice. You're going to need somebody to pick you up, put you on the bike. You're going to need somebody to put their hand behind you. You're going to need all of that. You're going to fall. You're going to get back up. You're going to dust the dirt off of your knees and get back on that bike. And again, that's an analogy that we use here because it's not a linear journey. It's not. Just to make sure that you just keep going forward, just keep getting up and moving forward. And so don't want to get too long with it there. (laughs) Just really wanted to share that. Um, And again, you know, we're not perfect. We're still learning. We're trying to understand. But again, here at Untapped Keg, we focus on just talking about toxic masculinity and how that plays a role, played a huge role in my alcoholism and also talking about how we can become better men, better human beings, and to challenge other men and others to become more vulnerable because in that state of vulnerability, you experience a significant amount of growth. So (laughs) for myself, you know, going on the same uh, wavelength, thank you for sharing. Um, I, at 19, I went sober for two months, 19, 19. Uh, and I should have probably realized at that point that I had an issue if I'm 19 years old and, um, um, I just, yeah, two months and then I got back on and then I hit it hard. 
And then yeah. like going through college, I mean, my um, my sobriety, I did like a month two here and there, but I never really got super serious about it. I was like, oh, it won't be as bad if I space out the times that I get blacked out, right? Mm. Um, that will, it's, It won't be as big of a deal as if I had uh, been drinking every day. Like that mattered when you're an alcoholic. But every single time I drank, I was blacking out. And um, that's that's when I realized... Waking up in the morning, wondering who I have to apologize to for the night before. That's when yeah. I realized that I'm, I'm going to have to go sober. That's just, there's all, no two ways about it. So when I made my final decision, I have, I've had, don't get me wrong, I have urges. And sometimes yeah. they're very strong. And sometimes I just have to go to bed. I just have to, uh, remove myself from situations but um i just i i just i uh yeah i i have not relapsed luckily part of it is having such a strong partner that i do part of yeah. it is um having my dad who has been sober for uh 25-plus uh, years to look yeah. at, but we never talked about it uh, growing up. So I, a lot of these, uh, and I talked about it, I think, a couple podcasts ago. Like, I didn't really work on my sobriety just because of yeah. how life was and everything. So I was almost like a dry drunk and kind of coasting through my sobriety, which is almost not super... I mean, it, it it wasn't helpful for me coming to terms with my emotions. It wasn't helpful for me with my emotional intelligence, which yep. we talk about a lot, especially in terms of toxic masculinity. Mm. Um, but uh, I see like the chat right now is talking a lot, asking if this is geared towards men. It's open to everybody. Everybody. Yep. We're, we have we're, we have women on. Um, we're gonna yep. have. A lot of different people on, and um, it's just geared towards we want people to know that they're not alone and share our experiences. Yeah. And um, just so chat knows, because there's a lot of new people with us, uh, we don't engage too much with the chat and during this show. Um, we will at the end, but uh, I see it and I appreciate all the kind words in there. And um, <laughs> Congratulations on yeah, I wanted to so, say that too. sobriety dates. So yeah, we're uh, seeing some sobriety dates in there, and congrats, <laughs> congrats, congrats, that's, and that's awesome. That is, that is. But uh, thank you for sharing that, RJ. Man, I think it's uh, again, it's if it's so refreshing just to just to let it out, just to let it out. I mean, with this social media boom, yeah. with with everything that's been going on. I feel like people's emotions were more withdrawn from 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 folks. We're more on our phones. We're more into having conversations via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're losing that touch um, and the glorification with of folks. alcohol that I've noticed in the past two years. <clears throat> it's it's always been there, but it seems like it's really gone up through the roof the past few years. Now, well, I don't know if that's me noticing it or if it's the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2020. So I, I have, I have received statistics from the DHS um, here in Wisconsin and 
this the stats are through the roof when it comes to um alcohol sales last year through the roof which makes sense yeah people are isolated people are i mean the liquor stores were like the only thing open at one point in time um so it's 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 my thing that i really like to talk about and again this is not going to be our topic today but that residual effects the residual of the aftermath of the pandemic the aftermath of people being isolated etc um i just hope that people are focusing on their mental health now more than ever uh, more than ever and that's what we do that's what we do here at untapped keg is talk about our stuff be honest share become vulnerable and just hey take it or leave it <laughs> take it or leave it but uh what we got going on today rj what we so, got man so when here at untapped keg we shy away from no topics and one thing that we're really uh like to talk about is how everything relates to um your sobriety, like when you're sober, when you embrace it, when you're on your recovery journey, whether it's just your sobriety journey or recovery journey, it's two different things. We talk about that later, but yeah. everything in the world affects it. All the stresses go back to it because that's what we used for stress relief. That's what we used to hide from our emotions was mm. our the substance of our choice our that we ended up dependent on, right? Um, the world today... It's it's tough. It is so tough. And, you know, Black Lives Matter. And yes, going indeed. through the George Floyd trial and having to relive and hear how they're trying to get Chauvin off, and I'm still not convinced that he's going to be convicted. Um, and then you hear other what other police officers have used to get off. Um, I saw something on social media Yesterday about Daniel Shaver, um, if anybody doesn't know that, it's a man who was killed in a, a hotel. hotel hallway in his shorts and underwear, drunk, crawling on the floor, asking them, crying, not asking them not to kill him, and they shot him dead because he fell and he went to pull his pants up, mm-hmm. and he had nothing in it. And I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is going to be some triggers. Uh, I should, we should have warned that. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about this. But then, then we have um, goodness gracious. Uh, there's I cannot remember the man's name in Minnesota. While the George Floyd trial is going on, you know, oh, oh, Dante Wright. Thank you, Dante Wright. Yep. Yep. Um, and then you find out about uh, Adam down in Chicago, the 13 year old, and it's just yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. How do you talk about this? And then when you hear me being white, yeah. people will tell on themselves. People will talk to me thinking that I, because I'm white, I have the same um, feelings that they do. And even when I make my feelings known, they will double down and try to uh, – it just gets worse. It just – let's put it that way. It gets very worse. Yeah. I and think it's uh, this oh, sorry, time. I was going to say this time it's tripling down. Like it's, it's amazing. The, what I've seen a lot of people say is um, the mental gymnastics that people are going through to uh, try to justify what is happening in the world right now. 
And I, I think you made such a good point because again, we 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 talk about we we cannot we cannot sit here. Excuse me, we can't sit here and ignore what's going on outside. We can't. Uh, we most definitely cannot. We're we're living through a pandemic, and we're also living through a very, very polarized time um, in our society. I mean, there's obviously been many many other times uh, where where it's just polarized thoughts, opinions, uh, political views, etc. But we cannot ignore these topics when we talk about straying away from drugs, straying away from things that make you feel good, straying away from, or, 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 yeah, the things that help you to escape reality. And so I'm seeing in our chat people talking about, you know, what alcohol is. It is a, man, it's one heck of a slippery slope, you know, fighting depression and then using alcohol to self-medicate. Right now, we're living right now. We're living in times where our communities of color are extremely anxious. Our communities of color are worried, justifiably so, scared, um, in trying to find our allies. Um, RJ, obviously, you are a very important ally in my life, my sister's lives, my parents' lives, etc. Our communities of color are trying to reach out for help. They're trying to build that support system that we talk about. Obviously, not just within themselves. We're trying to become more inclusive, invite Asians, invite white people, etc. But we, we, we need other strong voices. People who are seeing what's going on in this country when it comes to black and brown bodies. It's not a secret. This is not political. This is, this is just human rights. And so we cannot ignore that piece when we talk about our recovery journey, when we talk about how we are feeling inside and how we make others feel inside when we talk about certain things. And so I'm glad that this topic came up because this is the world that we are living in today. This is what it is. And I just challenge people to really focus on who you're surrounding yourself around. What are their thoughts on these topics and challenge them with it? challenge them some may be purposely ignorant some may just not understand and so we talk about this inclusion it's just this wraparound effect getting yourself right inviting as many people as you can to the conversation and then sharing that knowledge that could be about alcohol and or drugs and also societal issues um and so what's going on in today's world is 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 it needs to stop. It needs to stop, man. It really, really does. And I think that uh, we're going to know a lot more this upcoming week about the Chauvin case. We really, really are. I mean, you know, it's gotten it's to the point I don't. Uh, until the verdict comes in, I'm just going to believe he's getting off. Like, I'm sorry, but uh yeah. I I hate I I hate it I hate it I hate I hate this world I hate the p that people have buried their heads in the sand so far I mean um, you know I grew up in small town Wisconsin small town like uh, mm. twenty five hundred my parents knew what I did the day that day before I even got home right and I loved uh, I was friends with anyone and everyone as you know and yeah sometimes I was a little turd because. People are always little turds, but I, I don't remember ever being 
racist or anything, but I do remember yeah. people around me being racist. Um, I did not, I was very ignorant to the way that the world worked, the real world worked because where I grew up was not the real world. There were real, real world problems happening there, yeah. but it was not the same as going to a small town in, um, in Wisconsin. So, um, this, you know, I had a lot to learn. I had a lot to learn. I was, I was very ignorant. I was very, um, I just, and, but I've been willing to listen. I've been willing to listen. And literally what I was about to say, you have, that's the, that's the, that's the (laughs) thing is you have to be willing to accept it. What we can deal with, and this goes with anybody, uh, on their sobriety journey, anybody on the recovery journey, anybody trying to recover from what you're trying to recover from, and as human mm. beings, you can only deal with the stresses that are around you, right? Um, that's your world. So your stresses to other people may seem like small things, but they're your stresses. Yeah. And that's what stresses you out. And that's valid. That's okay. Like, Absolutely. That, that is real. Um, Absolutely. Accepting that other people have other stresses and accepting that those other stresses may lead to uh, pretty big consequences, such as, you know, systemic racism that has kept uh, people of, of color down for so long. Yeah. That does not minimize your own stresses. It does not mean that you've never gone through stress in your life. It does not mean that you did not have money at some point. It does not mean that... Uh, what you went through as a human being is any less than mm. um, than else somebody else has also gone yeah. through. But you can also yeah. say, we need to make this world better because it's not perfect. That's something that you can do. Like what, what a lot of people, and I'm going to say white people, uh, get behind in when they yell out patriotism, when they yell out America is the best, and all this stuff is the idea of America. The idea is the reality. Not not even close. Not even not close. even not even same. The it's idea of certain politicians, great, fantastic, wonderful. The reality, not even close. Like just never never helped you out once in a boat. Like there's. So many times where we have, we like, it's like, you know, your ex partner, it's like your, um, it's like, uh, the grass is greener. It's like looking at the past through rose colored glasses, right? Um, things get the idea of it is better than what it really was. And if you can kind yeah. of separate that idea from the reality, it helps with where we are now. It helps with what we are doing. And um, that's just something that I personally have had to do with my sobriety. The idea of myself on alcohol was a lot better than my actual person on alcohol. Um, And I always had to think, wake up and think who I had to apologize to. But when it comes to raising people up, raising all communities up, Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, you know, trans rights are human rights. Yes. All of this matters. And if we pick everybody up to the same level, 
then the idea of America can become reality, and we can be proud of what we built. But until then, we are still working. And it's not bad to still be working, but it is bad if you refuse to do the work and you say, oh, the work has already been done. We don't have anything else to do. Really good point, man. And uh, real quick, I first off, I just want to say we really don't engage that much again on this show with our chat. But I want to, I want to say that this has been, for one, a wonderful conversation with you, RJ, up to this point. But also, I'm looking at the conversations in the chat. Jenny, we're gonna fix the nightbot. Uh, uh, we do apologize, Jenny, in the chat. Um, we're gonna fix that nightbot. So please just ignore that. Uh, what the nightbot stated right there. But um, you guys are being very kind and helping each other in the chat, which is wonderful. RJ, you made some really good points right there, man, about that idea versus reality. And that that is huge. That is huge. I want to bring something up. It's almost in that same. I, I don't know. I, I want your thoughts on this. So um, there was a gentleman who reached out to me yesterday via social media, and he had a really, really good point or a question, which was. How do you go about. Still pursuing your recovery journey while also still having those serious and significant urges to drink that pull from like both sides. You know what I mean? This way to that way. Like, how do you navigate that? How do you and this is, I guess, my question to you. How do you, RJ, you go about silencing that little voice in your head? That urge. And I had a conversation with somebody the other day where it's relapse to me is not just. It isn't just, you know, picking up the bottle and drinking. I think the relapse happens way before that. The thoughts, the urges and the anticipation that you're feeling to then use that drug. And so, RJ, how do you. And again, this is a personal question. Obviously, everyone's journey is different. How do you, and I'll answer afterwards, but how do you go about silencing that voice? You know, the idea of being sobered on your recovery journey versus that reality of, you know, that all those stressors, all that little voice, that the thoughts that you've done in the, or the things that you've done in the past and how that's eating you up or, or what have you. you know what I'm saying? That that idea seems to be sitting at the top of just being clean, sober. Life is great. Life is wonderful. I'm so blessed and happy. Obviously, yeah, that's what we all want to get to. But let's be honest, that's not the reality when you first start your re- recovery journey and probably most likely for the next five, six, seven, eight, ten years. How do you go about silencing that voice? So when I first started my sobriety, I would probably say for a year or two, I only put myself in situations uh, where there was going to be a lot of drinking. If I had somebody there, I knew I could depend on to maybe see me struggle and pull me away. So like uh, one of my best friends, Matt, uh, my partner, um, and then like my little brother. And like there wasn't too many people uh, else besides those three that I trusted to go in those situations Um, And I definitely didn't do it by myself. That does not work for your entire life. Um, Eventually, you have to get into those situations. I shouldn't say have to, but you're probably going to get in those situations Mm -hmm. with life because of our societies, our cultures, you know, 
alcohol is involved in everything. Yes. And um, so what I did was I found different escapes. I found uh, ways for me to deal with it. So like if there's a lot of people around, I try to find something in the sports world that I can uh, watch. Like sometimes it was a baseball game. Sometimes it was a basketball game. Even if I didn't care about the teams, I had fun watching the sports. Sometimes it is honestly just straight up leaving. Like if it's like, if it was my drink of choice, like if it was a really good IPA and I could smell it, Mm. I was leaving. I would just, Hey, I got to go. I'm sorry. Or I would just ghost like, that's fine. Um, but now what it is, is I've found new ways to take those emotions and use them. So, um, and I, I, I'm not saying like uh, I'm really good at emotional intelligence because I am yeah. not. I'm not right, saying right, I'm really right. good at managing my emotions because I'm I'm not yet, but I'm I'm working on it. And so if I get really stressed out, like if I'm really, really, really stressed out, I get a Mountain Dew and a little Debbie. And it's sugar. Sugar sugar is my new vice. And I need <laughs> I know that that is also not the healthiest of vices, but that is what I do. I get a Mountain Dew. And I get a little Debbie or something, and just those flavors, the sweets kind of takes takes me away for a second, lets me take yeah. a deep breath and reset. Um, so being able to find what you can do to take a deep breath, reset a little bit, and engage a little bit more, but also not being afraid or feeling guilty of just unplugging, of just leaving, removing yourself from the situation. And, um, I don't, I don't know how great those are. I don't, I wish that I had more better things. I mean, I've gotten more hobbies that help take my stress out too, such as like video games, such as reading books and comic books. And, you know, I've always been into movies and TV shows, but there's always things that I can do that help me put words to my emotion, put words to my thoughts, kind of take my thoughts that are a jumbled mess and kind of put them into little boxes that I can understand a little bit better. Um, yeah. That's what I've found that works, but that's what works for me. What what works for you, Mons? Yeah, yeah. Um, really good points there, man. For me, it's uh, I have to keep myself busy. I have to. And I, I mean, I have to keep myself busy. To it's almost like uh, d- distract myself from that uh, those urges of alcohol, and I don't necessarily mean urges as in like significant uh, withdrawals or the physical signs of withdrawals. Um, for my 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 withdrawals, in a sense, are that FOMO, fear of missing out, which I know that a lot of people can relate to. Yep, obviously, absolutely. Us who are on that recovery journey, we know what it feels like to be under the influence. We know what it feels like to be around others who are under the influence, the music, the vibes, etc. And then obviously with this social media, you can see people still, maybe friends from your past or what have you, still obviously involved in that stuff. Um, so that fear of missing out has been, and it will probably always be the biggest one for me, that urge. Um, so for myself, when that urge becomes like more heightened, I have to make myself even more busy or <laughs> I have to be busy, whether it's hands-on projects, whether it's uh, PC projects that I'm doing, what have you. Um, I have to keep myself 
busy, distract my attention, <laughs> distract it. Um, and I'm not perfect, of course, but um, that plus my one session a month of therapy really, really helps me out um, significantly. And so I kind of wanted to touch on that just so, again, if people are new to this, talking about triggers, my trigger is FOMO. I placed a, I placed a significant amount of my self-esteem and my identity in football and partying. That's just what it was. Football and partying. When I wasn't out on the field running, my self-esteem, my ego was inflated by walking into parties, by buying the bar drinks, by what doing do, all the above. <laughs> what, do, what do all those things have in common, though? Putting smiles on faces. Yeah, yeah, people pleasers, and that's a really good one. People who uh, suffer from substance use disorder, I, I, obviously not all, but we all we all need that validation from our peers. You know what I mean? We all need that. Not as not. not let me let me rephrase that. Not need because I don't need that now. But while I was under the influence all the time, that is what I yearned for: is that validation, that appreciation, and I unfortunately thought the best way to get that was to buy everybody drinks, pay for X, Y, Z during the parties and all of the above. And so coming out of that cloud and realizing that's what I tied my self-esteem to, I've realized that I was somebody suffering from low self-esteem. I did not think, you know, good thoughts, I did not about myself. I did not um, feel secure. That's just really what it is. Um, And so throughout therapy, I've learned to address that. I've learned to address my insecurities um, and and learn to address alcoholism and all the above. And obviously, same for you, RJ, as well. Uh, we, we, We had somewhat the similar personality when it comes to the bar life. And uh, just glad that we're both on the other end of that and uh, can look back and kind of just frown upon ourselves. (laughs) I mean, when I tell stories and I laugh, it's because I have to laugh to not be embarrassed and die of embarrassment. So, um, yeah, I, I still love that putting smiles on faces, making people laugh, making people feel good about themselves. Like, you know, part part of why I want to start the podcast is um, listening mm. to Chris Hardwick talk about himself being sober helped me feel better about being sober. So, like, I want people yeah. to know they're not alone, that we're here to help if they need – if they just want to talk, if they need some advice, you know, we're not – you're a professional. I'm working on becoming a recovery coach. Not there yet. Yeah. Like, but we are here to – offer words to offer guidance. Um, we were talking earlier about growing older and getting those grays and how we're both excited. <laughs> when I was drinking, I was scared to get older, right? Mm. My early 20s was a blur. I, honestly, from 18, after right after high school, till 26, 27, it was a very big blur. I have gaps of my knowledge. I don't remember. I don't. I don't know... I, I have, I have times I, I drink till I blacked out all the time. 
I mean, I don't know how many times I got texts from people the next day uh, saying that they had fun and it was nice meeting me. And I'm like, uh, what? Oh, yeah. I went to I was at this person's house and uh, I woke up. I don't know what happened in between. And, um, you know, I. I still love people having fun. I still love making people laugh. I still love at work. We can have a good time and do do hard work. Do yeah. my job is serious enough with just what we do that we mm. should also have fun while we're doing it because you don't know. We put ourselves in dangerous situations too right. much to take it so serious all the time that you're stressed out. That's how I feel about my job. And there's other people that don't feel that way. So we clash a little bit. And that happens. And that's where I find it tough in my sobriety, in my um recovery is when I clash with people because I want to be I still have that I want to be liked by everybody. Mm. I want to do what I have to do to make you like me even though that is such an unhealthy way. But to go you are it. being dude sharing that is a significant amount of power man and and and, and you, you and you're empowering yourself by sharing that man um because you are letting people know that you still are on your journey of, of there's still, I don't necessarily want to say flaws, but there's still things that you're working on mm-hmm. of, you know, when we were under the influence, it was, I, I want everybody to like me and the way that I'm getting them to like me is buying them drinks. Obviously now that that drink is no longer there, you're no longer putting yourself in those situations because you're in a different journey. You still have that effect, that residual, that aftermath of, Oh, I, kind of still want to do as much as I can to have people like me. And I can 100% relate to you, RJ, on that 100%. Um, and so I, I I thank you, man, for sharing that. And I also want to give a shout out again to our chat. I've been reading every single comment. This is remarkable. Metafish, Nebula, Carrie, and um, Jenny, and Dan the Man in there. Dan, the man, Jenny, all of you guys have been sharing some important stuff. Metafish, thank you for becoming vulnerable and sharing what you shared. Um, this is awesome. And this is what we love to do here at Untapped Gig. We, we, always, we always say we're not professionals. Um, I am a recovery coach, uh, but RJ, obviously you don't have this kit yet, but you pretty much already got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 90% of it is just understanding, be, be, becoming empathetic to everyone's walks of life, different walks of life. That's really just what it's about. And you have lived experience. So in my eyes, you are a recovery coach. You're just not certified yet, but that's super, super simple. And so guys, we just love to make people feel comfortable opening up. This is our safe space. And again, RJ, I always share this, man. I thank you for, for, for one, for coming into my life, man. And, and, and two, for being the person who wanted to start this, um, I was coasting for a very long time, very, and I was comfortable with coasting and this year long journey of untapped keg has brought more topics to my attention, topics of things that I need to work on. I need to work on opening up even more. I need to work on becoming even more vulnerable again. We talk about toxic masculinity because 
on, on my journey of life, you know, the game of football, there's a significant amount of toxic masculinity in locker rooms, on the practice field, on the game field, et cetera. And so there's still a lot of work I need to do that I'm hoping that I get 95% complete before I'm put in the ground. And so I just thank you, man. I thank everybody in the chat. I'm grateful. I'm honored. Um, and uh, we we just love each and every one of you. Because this is not easy to share. But we said, screw it. Let's just do it. <laughs> There's no way we're the only ones struggling. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of share that from the heart right there. I appreciate that. I uh, <clears throat> I love how vulnerable you got there. I love – thank you for the kind words. I'm trying to get better at accepting compliments. Uh, it's something Ashley and I were talking about last night. <laughs> um, it's uh, sometimes a little overwhelming because uh, I've talked about on past shows my self-esteem, self-worth is not, yeah. not fantastic, um, but – Am I am I pitting? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, look how vo- that's how that's how vulnerable I'm getting. Our audio you're listeners are con- you're just yeah, sweating our, so hard right now. Our our audio listeners aren't going to see it, but I just like raised up my arm. <laughs> now I'm just pitting. So that's how vulnerable we're getting. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm anxious, and it's it's bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I know how anxious you are, and I know. Yeah, you have shared so much, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm willing to share a lot, and yeah. I appreciate that you're meeting me there as well. And um, words uh, are tough sometimes, and right now is one of those times. But mm-hmm. one thing that you said there that I want to echo that I was starting with before my ADD took me another direction. I am so excited now that I'm sober, getting older because of the wisdom that comes with that. The experiences yeah. that we've had, you can't have wisdom without experience, number one. So everybody on a recovery journey, you have so much wisdom that you don't realize. So true. Another thing is I love to learn. I did not realize this in my younger years. I just thought it was everybody did it. I thought that it was everything, but I love learning. Like I love knowing things, maybe not having the answers, but being able to problem solve and kind of get there based on context and things around it. Yeah. And, um, what the more, the older you get, the more you can learn, the more you put yourself out there. And, um, that's something that I'm excited for when it comes to aging. Like when I was in my early twenties, I was scared to turn 30, but when I turned 30, I was excited. Um, it was nothing. It was just another, almost another day. I'm excited yeah. to be 40. I'm excited to be, you know, to get older, to pass this knowledge down to my sons, to show them and, and not just, not just, um, not just teach them because I'm their parent, but show them that I am not perfect. You don't have to be perfect and that's okay. Right. Right. Yes, and I love how you always share that too. And, and to those who just maybe knew, RJ talks a lot about um, about you know he doesn't want for his sons to place him on a pedestal because he's just their parent or because he is their parent. He wants he doesn't want to be placed on the pedestal at all. Just like you know, he stated right there because he wants for his sons to understand that life is not 
a perfect journey. It's not. Um, there are many falls. Everyone experiences their rock bottom in different ways. And so you're just providing that lived experience to your children, for your children about, and that's what I do with my son as well, is is this is not going to be a, a flawless journey. Understand that you're going to fail. Just make sure that, and as cliche as it sounds, but it's true, fail forward. Um, you'll learn a significant amount in that gap of failure. That gap meaning from your maybe that you failed here and you're going to possibly fail again or succeed. And that time span right there, you have the opportunity of growth. And so this is just a remarkable conversation, man. You know, and and to those who are new, we don't program nothing. We don't we don't write down what we're gonna say. We just share. We just share. It's kind of like uh like we have a, a conversation. <laughs> yeah, like a Sunday morning church, you know. Sunday's technically the start of the week, and it's just refreshing to dump all this out. Stressors, um, exciting moments, etc. And to get on with your week. Uh, and so pretty cool stuff, man. That was an important topic. I think we touched on some really good things there from the heart, from the source. And we're not too shy to to share it. So that was that was awesome, man. That was awesome. Now into into some pop culture, huh? Or what yeah. what you think? Let's talk let's talk about some positives in our life. Talk about what we're thankful yeah. for, kind of turn it a little bit. Uh, so yeah, obviously one thing that we're both thankful for is being a part of the radically kind of game, gamers, uh being in that. I was actually uh, so I was playing a video game uh, last week when we found out, and then all of a sudden we got in, and all of a sudden I haven't played video games since except for last night. We played played Rocket League with the community. That was it was so much fun, so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I think that we might do that on Saturdays now. If you play Rocket League, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to be playing with the community. So we'll pop in around eight thirty, nine o'clock Saturday nights, and we'll play till about midnight. Uh, just with the community. If there's enough people, we might, you know, limit the amount of games so we can get more people through. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun playing with, uh, some community members last, last night. Hopefully we could do that some more. Plus, I mean, we could do like apex. We could do like Warzone. We just do the um, among us. I think. Is yes. A that's a good very one. Simple game, very simple game for people to, I mean, and after playing, you can have minutes. more people in that too. So yeah. 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 Among us is a very good call. I like that. Yeah, so that's we'll put, something that we'll do. I like it. I like it, man. I uh I feel really good, man. I feel really good. I think I get all bubbly here. I I I feel really good about this conversation. I know I'm still kind of processing it, but uh I saw somebody put in the chat Jenny fellowship and that's so true. Um We're here just to talk about our fails our positive moments in life um, and all of the above. And so, yeah, we are excited to be part of RKG. I'm thrilled, man, to have the people who we have in our chat. I'm honored to feel comfortable or at least get to that point of feeling 100% comfortable with sharing. <laughs> um, and uh, Jenny just put in chat, I need <laughs> to get you guys more feeling words than good. Yeah, so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, we are our our 
our diction, our our <laughs> our, di- our dictionary Sonic. revolving around emotions, like twelve-year-old. Yeah, so true. Stamp it right here. But this is a great point, though. <laughs> great point into that. You know, men aren't encouraged to share their feelings in our society. We're not. So. I think women, women most definitely are. And that's why. Yeah, but that's to a point. Like, that's something that we don't talk about, but thinking about it too. Women are encouraged to share their feelings to a point. And then they're being um, crybabies, being, you know, whiners, being like men are, men are encouraged to share no, except for anger, no Mm. emotions. Women are encouraged to share just enough. And then. When you hit that certain point, you have to stop because otherwise, yep. Which is ridiculous. And you're right. It's, that's so true. It's women are encouraged to share, share, share. But then there's some people out there. If they share too much, they slap tags on them and stuff, which is such a terrible thing to do. Um, And it's, it's, we're just, we're just trying. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just wanted to point that out too, that we talk about toxic masculinity. That's, revolves around us that's how we were both raised um and because that's society demanded it of us i mean you being so deep into sports i mean yeah you know kind of the same you don't emotions weakness period so we try not to do that um but then i just wanted to acknowledge that also like uh thinking of conversations that i hear uh that women are allowed to share their emotions to a point. And that's that's also not okay. Dude, it is not. My gosh, man, it is not an easy time right now to be a woman. And I'd never hear it on Tech We never want to speak on behalf of women because we're not women. But obviously, we're not oblivious to what's going on. Um, men trying to make laws and decisions about women's bodies, which is, the most ridiculous thing I think I have ever heard um, in a very, very long time, in a very, very long time. Um, men trying to silence women, which I'm sure has been going on since the beginning of time. Definitely. Uh, definitely has. Yeah. And I, I again, we're not here to speak on behalf of women, but we're not oblivious to what is going on. And I and I've shared it before my past. I used to be an oppressor to women. Um but I'm so grateful that I have RJ. I'm so grateful that I have my support system to like snap me out of it. And like, bro, what are you doing? Like, not okay. And I was like, you're right. Not okay. But again, you touched on it, RJ. You learn a significant amount, a lot of traits of how to become someone who's full of toxic masculinity through, through the game of football. You do. You really, really do. I'm not blaming it, but I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. You can see it. You can see it changing in the NBA over the past like 10 years and the old school NBA people like I'm talking like Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, like all of them. They were mad about it. And like Isaiah Thomas, like they were very mad that this sport you were it was okay to be emotional and then it was okay to have friends from other teams like that was going to tarnish the game somehow. Um, So to see that. It just kind of shows uh, where we have to go, but we're, we were we were going to talk 
positive stuff and then we got into this. So let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. That's our eighty. What that's have, our 80. <laughs> What have you uh you know, what have you done this week that was fun? Or mm. um something you're you're excited coming up or honestly, what made you laugh? What made me laugh, man? I I'm just gonna be honest, man. I'm really loving this growth man on our on our podcast on our stream that's really been what's been on my mind a lot this week because again we're still you know super excited that we've been accepted rkg but again just meeting new people man meet meeting new people even though it's virtually but still meeting new people who understand you know what i mean and and aren't too prideful to share Maybe what they're struggling with um, are not too prideful to share what they've failed on or with or what have you. And I think that's just been really refreshing to me, man. And again, I've spoke about this already in this, but that's a huge positive. I would say in my life right now is um, feeling accepted, man. Feeling accepted. Um I'm at a loss for words, honestly, using the word good all the time here, but it's uh it's a very refreshing time. And um I'm Listen, just grateful. I'm, I'm, just, grateful. I'm <laughs> just a simple lineman. Yeah, I see pole, I set pole, I see wire, I hang wire. Like that's what I do. Words. <laughs> uh, but outside of that <laughs> I, I say wow. that a lot when people uh question kind of what we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, that that's really been a big positive in my life thus or not well, not thus far, but for the last uh, week or so, it's been been watching this grow the way that we've envisioned it last year, and it's happening. And so I'm just honored and grateful, you guys, that you want to listen to this ugly mug <laughs> that you put your trust in us, that you put your trust in us to share your experiences and your feelings and yeah. everything. Uh, we we yourself, appreciate man? that. Yeah. So. You know, I'm grateful for my coworkers that have come to me and told me that my family matters to them, that um, my stresses uh, are not lost on them, that it means so much, and I appreciate it. Uh, sometimes not in the moment as much as I should, but I just I, – I have been better about letting them know that I really do appreciate uh, that they are standing up for me. Um yeah. But another thing, I taking my kids uh, to the park multiple times has been a lot of fun. Just me, me and uh, my two sons. They're three and they're one. Uh, I guess the one-year-old is almost two. He turns two in August. Um, and then just uh, I got to go out on a date, like a nice fancy date with my partner for the first time. And um, let's talk about it. In it's it's been over a year that we actually got dressed up and went on a date. One thing I will say is I have had the same dress pants for like twelve years. Impressive. Since your sister and I started dating, and la- yeah, yesterday I could not um, fit in them. So oh, uh, I thought you I thought you did. So uh, I had to put on a different pair of pants, and I am going to have to cut back on my soda and my little debbies as my crutch because. Yeah, that's not good. No, man. It's uh, <laughs> what I tell people, man. Is it's 
it's just my dryer. My dryer keeps just shrinking my clothes. So, you know, you know, I just always <laughs> I know just what get, that's like. I know what that's like. I'm on a 24 month of of increasing my size at 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 the stores. Uh <laughs> but in my clothes, but so yeah, let's talk about that. You and my sister did go on a date. You guys looked really good. Uh, oh, there's a word. Good. Thank you. You guys dressed very well. And um but I'm but I'm confused. I thought you were just going to take her to like McDonald's or something. That's what I told you. McDonald's or a food truck. So that's funny because our second <laughs> date ever was at a McDonald's. Uh and that McDonald's that we went to on our second date was uh less than a block away from the restaurant I took her to last night. We drove nice. past it and she's like, "So when we were driving past, I thought you were going to pull in there and that's where you, you were taking me." And I was like, no, actually, that would have been really romantic because that's we talk about how that was our one of our favorite dates. That was the moment where we knew we could be serious you with each other matched. because yeah. we sat at that McDonald's for like three or four hours just talking and we we're so poor. That's all we could afford. So there you go. Um, um, in but, the chat real quick. Yep. Uh, RJ, um, I think it was Jenny. Jenny, I think it was her or somebody said they're going to tweet. uh Oh, yeah, it was Jenny. I'll tweet you some words, Monte. Please, please help your boy out. Help me out. I'm at a loss for words today. Uh, but, uh, but I, yeah, please proceed, RJ. Nebula says, my son is turning five in June, and I want to cry. He's gotten so big so fast. Nice. My I, son feel, is, I uh, feel that so hard right now oof. with my, my youngest. Yeah. My son is five. I can't and believe I, your son is five. Five, man. And look, I hung up his – he made a tree out of his handprints uh, – it's an awesome thing, an awesome thing. But yeah, um, my baby boy, love him to death. But but what else, man? What else? How was last night? I w- and then I want to get into some movies, man. I want to get into some movies. I want to get into some movies. We, uh, it was good. It was really good. So, I mean, we had a lot of really good conversations. Uh, that's something that I sometimes struggle with as I get into autopilot and then it's not that I don't want to have conversations. It's that I feel like I'm a burden. So like, I can't find the words. So when I have conversations, um, it gets me, uh, it gets me down a little bit. Uh, I just have so many thoughts going through up here that I just want to do what I have to do to get through the day to go to sleep. And, um, that's kind of it. But, um, Last night, we had a lot of really good conversation. I took her, one of our favorite foods is Mexican. I took her to a really nice Mexican restaurant. And she loves this one Mexican restaurant over on the west side. That's mm-hmm. about a 35-minute drive. That's actually where this restaurant is, too. But uh, I told her, no matter what, you have to tell me that this place is good. And she's like, why? That's weird. Is this place going to not be good? Are you taking me to a place that's, like, trashy? Like, what's going on here? And um, at the end of the meal, she admitted that it's better than her favorite restaurant. So we might have a wait. She said that restaurant, yeah. Uh oh, yeah. And Uh-oh. it was. Uh, I think you have to go back the, to the other restaurant. The though. cheese dip. The cheese dip is right there, and the uh, yeah, it's it's so good. It's so <laughs> it is so good. It's more of a. It's hard to explain. They have different, different ingredient pairings, so it's not as, uh, it's not as I would say traditional when it comes to ingredients. 
Uh, like I would say Compadre is a little more traditional. This place has a little bit more modern. It's more of a modern take on Mexican, I would say. So like Taco one Bell. of their, one of their taco, ta- one of their tacos, like their, uh, carnitas taco, ha- instead of ha- just having onions on it, it has pickled onions and that just changes the flavor a little bit, just a little bit. It's just a little different, mm-hmm. but it's really, really good. Um, so that's what, that was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. And thank you for wa- helping to watch the kids last night. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, of course. I'm disappointed in you though. Why is that? Because you should have, you should have took my idea. You should have put a little table in your truck bed, and you should have taken my sister <laughs> a food, food, a truck. food truck. I would have had to find the location. That's a lot of work. I ain't got that, that much time. That is a I, lot of work. I cleaned out my garage this weekend. I did, I put some trim back up on my house. You know. Uh, thank you, Jenny, in the chat. Tweeted me some feeling words. I'm on it. I'm on it. Dan, the man. Thank you for sharing. Dana Man says our, our first day was at McDonald's, and 12 years later, we're stronger than ever. Nebula, I hoard his drawings, paintings, crafts. Awesome. Same. Same. Some really good stuff going on in the chat, you guys. I'm, really, I'm loving it. I really, really am. Um, You guys are awesome. So that that guys, that reminds awesome. me. So I taught, I taught my oldest son, he's three, a magic trick. They're starting to learn math up to 10. And yeah. apparently he's really good at it. He, he, I know I've seen him. He's really good at it. He's very smart. <laughs> and I said, hey, what's one plus two? And he goes, uh, uh, and I'm like, three. And he goes, wow, you did that? <laughs> oh, my. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. What's two plus two? He's like, um, um, I go, four. And he, oh, no way. So he goes into school and he shows all his classmates and his teachers, hey, guys, 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 what's one plus two? And they're like, I don't know, three. <laughs> so now the whole class does that. And uh, I don't, I'm sure I've seen it somewhere before. I don't, I don't know. I just got to, for some reason, I wanted to show him that and it really took off. And uh, yeah. it's, it's helped him with math. So uh, if you have little kids starting to learn math, that might help them up to five. After five, it gets a little tricky. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, that's pretty cool stuff. What else, man? I mean, I know that we got – ooh, what else? We got some movies. We got a lot, man. I mean, what are we in April? This month I'm, – I'm, yesterday was April 1st. Like, well, like, where is this month that going? Does, it does feel like it. Um, but there's a lot of exciting things, um, you guys, coming up. Again, here at Untapped Keg. Um, a lot of things we're going to be doing R- RKG. We're going to inviting pe- more people on the show. Uh, more people play video games with us. If you guys are gamers out there to chat, hang out. Um, again, we're just two amateurs with uh, not a lot of feeling words and... <laughs> And just two guys who just like to chat. And so, I mean, I'm excited uh, you see my for Harry Potter. Yeah. My Harry Potter thing up there. Boom. I'm, I'm excited for next week going to Demon Slayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, next Saturday, right? Yep. Yeah. And Indeed. then Mortal Kombat's next weekend. Are you going to go see it that is. in theaters or you can watch it at home? I'm going to watch it at home. Uh, HBO Max, but right? But think of, okay, so I know you don't like that new song. 
Think about if you hear it over those speakers, though, and just blasting all around you, and you hear, Mortal Kombat! Don't you think <laughs> that that would get really get you really uh, excited and pumped up? It's going to be, uh, I shared this with my sister, uh, your wife, the other day. Yesterday, I think, actually. It's going to be in a, it's going to be a, depending on how I feel, it comes Saturday. It's going to be a last minute decision. I'm here's what go. I think you're going to do. Here's I'll what I think you're going to do. I think you're going to start watching it, and you're going to be like, okay, this movie's better than I thought it would be. You're going to stop it, and then go to the theaters to watch it. I think that's what's no, going to happen. I think it's no. going to be better. And uh, <laughs> Nebula just said uh, said she just taught that trick to her son, and he loves it. So uh, I, I'm I'm glad that it's going to help other kids. That it it really helped my kid, and he's done. Re- they said he's doing amazing at math, and I think that might nice. be part of it. Being able to uh, just do something like super quick that is fun to see like the visual of it is fun. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Dan, the man says he's excited for the NFL draft that's coming up. Like I'm also excited for that. I'm excited to see who I'm going to be mad about the Packers taking this year. I was not mad about who they took. I'm, I was mad about how they took him. Let's put it that way. I will never be mad at a player for not being able to choose where they go. Um, that being said, let's see here. So we're going to see Demon Slayer in theaters next weekend. We got Mortal Kombat next weekend. Yeah, a lot, man. There's not a, uh, there's not a lot of video games that are really coming out that I'm super excited about. Like, I love Outriders that's going on. I love – I'm playing Ratchet and Clank for the first time, and I love that. A lot of people have enjoyed watching me run uh, play that on stream, so I think I'll play that on stream. But Besides Thursday nights and Saturday or Sunday nights, we really don't have our Sunday mornings. Sorry. We don't really have a set schedule for what we stream. Like we do pretty much the podcast is the only thing we set. And then after that, it's right. how busy we get, how, you know, how much my kids have tired me out. Cause sometimes I just pass out at eight 30 at night. Cause that's also a part of getting old. That's the part that I'm not looking forward to is that I'm always tired, but I think it might be part of being a parent. Out. At least you're not passing out from drinking. Malco. You're, you're so. right about that. You're right about that. That's a good call. You're passing out just from being out of shape and old. Yeah, I said it as if I'm in shape. You're right, though. You're right. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Oh, my gosh, man. This is uh, refreshing. Refreshing. That's all I got. That's all I got, Jenny. Refreshing. That, um, I love. I just want to say it. We've said it multiple times. I love the chat today. They had their own conversation. Yeah. Everybody was respectful to one another, and everybody was sharing their experiences, and it's it's so fantastic. This is part of that community we were talking about that yes. we did not have, that we wanted to create a space of, um, and we wanted to start it with ourselves being vulnerable because you can't expect other people to be vulnerable if you're not willing to do it yourself. Um, wow. And yes. this is just so much for uh, – yeah, it's just exciting. It's exciting. And uh, you used validating. That is also part of it. Um, yeah, and validation. Just, that The energy that I've gotten from this is unreal, and I need to spend a day kind of refining everything around that we use uh, so that we can get a little bit better. But I tell you what, let's wrap up the pod right here, Yeah, and we'll stay on chat and stay in stream for a little bit to yeah. talk with the – 
we'll stay and talk with the chat. So, of course, uh, you can catch us next week. We're very excited, very, very, very excited uh, to have Amelie of the Sea on next week. So, um, she is a part of Radically Kind Gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a social worker in a drug and rehab rehabilitation facility. She's going to talk about that. She's going to yep. talk about the psychology of addiction, psychological processes of addiction. And um, we're really excited to have her. Uh, you know, we're going to learn a lot. <laughs> we are. We are. We're, we're going to learn a lot. Give her the floor and allow her to share her experiences uh, mm-hmm. and then kind of chime in where we can. But it's just going to be uh, – I think she's very organized, and as you can tell, we are not. Um, (laughs) So I hope that we don't um, add stress to her uh, with our unorganized chaos that we are. So, but at least we we, at least we don't come off as you know white lab coats and calling ourselves whatever. uh, Hey guys, I know about addiction. We say we're amateurs. We're learning. We're learning our own journey and just sharing yep. that with people. Absolutely. Um, but there's a lot more we need to learn, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for our conversation next Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. But again, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up this podcast, and we'll stay on the stream and and uh, chat with chat with folks. So catch us next week for that fun interview that we have, and then um, you can find us Untapped Keg everywhere on all the socials. Uh, we've been trying to be active and catch as many people as we can. Uh, a lot more people are interacting, so it might take us a little bit longer, and I'm sorry for that. Um, where can they find you, Mons? Yeah, you guys can find me at MonteBall28 on Twitter, Instagram MonteBall. Obviously, our untapped cake pages as well, which on all social media platforms. Shoot us a message, questions, topics, honestly, anything. And um, anything you would like for us to address, anything you would like to, for us to elaborate more on a certain topic or what have you, we're an open book. Um, where can they find you, RJ? So if you hit up Untap Cake everywhere, I will be there trying to help you. And so will Mons. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at It's Trickster, I-T-Z. The I is uh, one in Trickster. And uh, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we don't make it, we tried. That's all we can do in life. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, chat, we will sit here and talk to you for a little bit. Everybody have a good week. Great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.